Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, and I do this radio show because I want you to have the information that you need in order to make great decisions for your family. I own a, uh, a law firm in Cranberry Township that supports uh, the entire sort of Pittsburgh region. Uh, and what we do in our law firm is a, is a heck of a lot of estate planning. We do it in a bit of a unique fashion. Uh, we do what we call long-term care crisis work, which is when somebody needs long-term care and uh, and they need to sort out Medicare, Medicaid, VA benefits, and how to protect assets. We do an awful lot of that work, and and we also help people uh, who uh, who have lost a loved one, and they've been asked to be either the trustee or the executor, and and now what, you know? Uh, and so we help people in in those situations, and and um, you know, I I started the law firm well over a decade ago with with the idea of helping people with these long-term care issues. You know, my own grandfather ended up losing his life savings, essentially, to long-term care costs. Um, and, you know, this to me is is such a big issue. And, and I had a conversation with a client this week <clears throat> that really sort of got me fired up. And and, and I want to talk about it on today's show. So so today, if, you're, if you've listened to the show for a while, today's episode is going to be one of those opinionated ones, right? And, 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 um, and I'm just increasingly getting frustrated with what I'm seeing out there. And I want you to know what, what I think makes sense for you. Um, before, uh, before I get into that, though, what I'd like to do is, is um, do my little disclaimer that you should not make legal decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show for that matter. This stuff can get pretty complicated and you should be working with an attorney if you're concerned about these issues. Um, we're available anytime, of course, at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com, or give us a call, 724-841-1393. Um, all right, here's the deal. <clears throat> I had a conversation with, with a client this week who shared with me uh, that his mom is in a nursing home and we're, we're trying to get Medicaid eligibility to pay for the nursing home. And that's a, a, a pretty cumbersome and, and headachey type of experience. Uh, but, you know, we're going to do our best for the family and, and save them some money and all the rest. But he said to me some words that I've sort of felt for a long time, and it just, it just resonated with me. And he was kind of venting about the situation that the family is in. And he just said, you know, this entire thing is just broken. What they're doing to people is broken, and I had no idea that this is how it went. And, you know, here's an adult son trying to take care of his mom, and this is the situation. And, and he's 100% right. The government programs supporting seniors in this country are broken. It's, it's, it's a broken promise. It's been a broken promise. And the shame of the whole thing is nobody's trying to fix it. And, and so people continue to go broke due to long-term care costs. There was this recent article on NBCnews.com that was talking about how um, a lot of the baby boomers that have this this mass of wealth, it's not going to get to the kids. It's going to get lost to long-term care costs. Um, and, you know, so I went on to, you can go to longtermcare.gov. I was on longtermcare.gov um, just the other day. And, um, and what it says 
is that two-thirds of people are going to need some form of long-term care. 70% chance will need some form of long-term care. Okay, 70% of us. If you reach age 65, which most of us plan on doing, 70% chance of needing some long-term care. Women... Um, care, women need care longer, 3.7 years on average versus men that only need it for 2.2. And 20% of seniors are going to need long-term care for more than five years, more than five years. And nursing homes in this country are $150,000 a year, right? So you multiply this out, nobody has this kind of money. So of course the seniors are going to end up going broke in nursing homes. And so, well, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm working hard. I'm working hard to accumulate some stuff. I've been working hard for decades, you know, and and my clients have been working hard for decades, 40, 50 years trying to accumulate some stuff. And you're telling me I got I got a two third chance of needing long term care on average for women. That's three point seven years. Some 20 percent of people are going to need it for more than five years. And nursing homes are one hundred and fifty large a year. Like how how is this working? How is this going to work? Um, And you got this baby boomer generation who has, you know, the most wealth of any generation in the history of the planet, but most of it's concentrated at the top. And so, you know, most most of the people that, that we are working with, they, they own their house or they're still working to own the house. They have some money in the bank, um, and but they don't feel like it's enough. And, and, you know, and now you're telling me that I've been working and, you know, I've been sold this, I've been sold this story that when I retire, I'm going to have I'm going to have this peaceful living experience and it's going to be great, except now you're telling me I'm going to go broke because Medicare doesn't want to pay for long-term care. Like that's, that's not right. And you know, these seniors and these people are just frustrated. I'm frustrated on their behalf because I see it every month. We help a half a dozen or a dozen families a month going through this process of trying to gain eligibility for Medicaid benefits because nobody else is going to pay for long-term care. And that requires some pretty dramatic legal moves. Um, And you know, this, this whole thing. This whole thing is just crazy. Um, And, you know, I look at it and I'm not planning personally to go broke due to Alzheimer's disease. I'm going to have Alzheimer's disease. All of my grandparents uh, had dementia, except for the one who died in his 50s, you know, and it's, and I'm looking at this thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to have the dementia, um, then, well, I can't prevent that. You know, there's some interesting work being done right now, but I can't really prevent it. So, but but can I prevent can I prevent the financial ramifications? If, if I'm going to have the dementia, if I'm going to need care, or if my wife is going to need care, can we take some steps to protect ourselves so that we don't go broke? Because if I end up with the dementia, I want to make sure my wife has a house to live in and some money in the bank. I don't want to be uh, in some lawyer's office doing Medicaid crisis work. And and so yeah, there's some things that you can do. And here's the other thing that that I've become very frustrated about here recently, is everybody knows what I'm saying right now. Everybody knows it. The financial advisors know it. The government knows it. The nursing homes know it. You know it. The tax man knows it. The attorneys know it. And still, the advisors that are helping most middle-class families aren't doing squat to solve the problem. They're not doing anything about it. You know, the the amount of times that that people end up in our office wanting to know, how can I protect myself? I mean, we we meet a couple dozen families a month who want to protect themselves from this system, right? And 
they come in. I had a lady in, in our Three Secrets workshop the other night. So, so we have a, a, a workshop on this that we host all the time called Three Secrets to Protect Your Family. You can find it on my website, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. And, you know, we have this workshop, and we teach people how to protect themselves from it. And the lady was in the office the other night, and she says, um, well, I just did a will last year. And I said, well, I'm sorry um, that that's what they sold you. You know, and, and what, what her point was, was, well, I just did a will with another law firm. Why would I redo my estate plan with you guys? And the answer is because you need more than a will. That's the answer. Um, if you're here, you just said that you are concerned about long-term care expenses. I don't know why the other law firm didn't advise you on this. Probably they don't know how or they aren't interested in it or you didn't say it or whatever. But you just told me you are concerned about the nursing home. And I'm telling you, ma'am, that your will doesn't help, right? Uh, what's a will do? A will, a will says who gets my stuff when I pass away, right? It's like the kids who joke with each other like, hey, if you pass away, can I have your stereo, right? They probably don't even say that anymore. I don't know if kids still have stereos. But a will just divvies up the leftovers, right? And, and I'm not so much concerned about only giving up the leftovers. You know, estate planning, when done properly, is not just who gets my stuff when I die. It's not just, it's not death planning. Estate planning does not equal death planning. Estate planning, when done well, also helps to provide a sense of security. We protect your money. We help you have a peaceful retirement, um, knowing that you don't have to worry about these financial risks. That's that's the estate plan. An estate plan is is a life plan. And yeah, we divvy up the stuff when you pass away, of course. But you know, from my standpoint, a thing I believe is that you worked for it and you should keep it. It's yours. It's not the nursing homes. It's not the government's. It's yours. You've already paid your taxes. Um, and, you know, my, my whole goal with doing all of this is, is to help people have successful retirements and stress-free, worry-free. And there's a way to do it. There, there's a way to do estate planning for middle-class baby boomers to eliminate not all the risk, but to eliminate the catastrophic risk, right? I mean, if you're listening to the show, you own a house, you, you have homeowner's insurance, right? You have homeowner's insurance because if the house catches on fire, you can't afford or you don't want to afford having to replace an entire house, right? So we insure this risk, right? Um, and the insurance is not designed to protect you from all risk, but it's designed to protect you from catastrophic risk. That's what the estate plan needs to do. I, I'm not going to structure the thing to where you don't have any risk because if you don't have any risk, then you don't have money to enjoy your retirement. That's not the point. Um, but we can structure it so that we eliminate the catastrophic list because if you're one of the 20% of people who need more than five years of long-term care, let's say that five years is all in a skilled nursing facility, you're talking about $750,000. That's a catastrophic risk to a middle-class family. Most middle-class families you know, would not consider a $750,000 family to even be middle-class. And, and so, you know, you, you look at this and, and you just think, why, why in the world are the attorneys out there just doing simple wills all the time? Why are we pretending like this issue doesn't exist? Why are we allowing our clients 
to live life with their head in the sand over the biggest financial risk you're going to face in life. I mean, we got a, I just told you you have a two-thirds chance, according to the government, longtermcare.gov. According to the government, you have a two-thirds chance of needing long-term care, and people do nothing about it. What are the odds that your house actually burns to the ground? Very, very, very small. Very small. But yet, you don't want that risk, and so you have homeowner's insurance, right? But we're not planning for the, for the probability, not, not small chance, but the likelihood I'm going to need long-term care. Um, and so I have some ideas around this. And the way that we do planning, the way that, the way that law firms do planning is if you consider, if you consider estate planning attorneys, okay, there, it, it really divides into a couple of different classes. One class is um, what I will call, with all the love and respect in the world, sort of the ivory tower law firm, right? So, so you go downtown and the name's on the side of the building and, and you go to their estate planning department and the person that you meet with is one of 500 lawyers in the building. Um, and those law firms, not only, but my experience has been that those law firms tend to work with high net worth individuals, business owners that, that are already clients of the law firm for their business, and then they get kicked down the hall for an estate plan. And so if a middle-class family walks into that law firm, there's very, very good law f- lawyers in that building, but they're used to working with wealthy, wealthy folks. And if you go in and say, I'm concerned about the nursing home, they really don't know what to do with that issue, okay? That's been my experience. And, and maybe I'm casting a net too broadly. I'm sure that there's people that do an okay job. The other experience that people can have is, okay, so I, I get in and I'm driving up and down the road and I see law firm and I called that law firm and um, I go in and I went to a general practice law firm, a general practice law firm where, where the guy's doing divorces on Tuesday, criminal work on Wednesday, wills on Thursday, golf on Friday. And they don't really do this nursing home asset protection stuff either, right? So if you end up in either of these first two law firms, the likelihood is you're going to hear something like this. Hey, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, you're not rich. So those trust things, they're not really for you. All you really need is a simple will. It's like this It's like this judgment thing that occurs. You're not rich. All you need is a will. Well, well, hold on, Mr. Attorney. I'm really concerned about losing my house to the nursing home. Yeah, that Medicaid stuff, um, you know, you don't need any of that stuff. You just, here's your simple will. Oh, okay. You're, you're, you're the lawyer, right? And, and so, then, so then people come to my office with these simple wills, and then they, they, they hear our marketing, they hear my radio show, and they say, well, listen, I like what you're saying. You're, you're saying you can protect some stuff from long-term care expenses. Why didn't my guy tell me that? I don't know. I, you'd have to ask your guy. What I'm telling you is I think you need more than a simple will. Um, and so what I wanted to do in this episode is lay out what I, what I believe to be the best estate plan for a lots of middle-class families in retirement, okay? Now, not perfect for everybody. There are certainly factual issues that would impact what I'm about to say, but let me just make up a hypothetical, uh, a hypothetical family. Um, Fred and Wilma. Fred and Wilma. Uh, Fred, of course, worked at the, the quarry. Um, I don't know what Wilma did for a living or if she did anything for a living. So let, let's call her uh, a retired school teacher. And uh, Fred and Wilma own a house, and they have four hundred thousand dollars of other of other resources, savings, um, IRA money, um, and they have, of course, one one child named Pebbles. And 
And so Hank and Wendy come to our seminar and they want to know, hey, Fred, Fred is not in great health. I mean, consider Fred, right? Um, Fred's not in great health. Uh, he forgot to put pants on um, for his life. Uh, but the, here, here's the idea. They want to protect assets from the nursing home. So how would I advise them? I would strongly advise them that you need to consider a plan that looks like this. Um, I would suggest that you put your house, Fred and Wilma, into an irrevocable Medicaid asset protection trust. Here's why I'm making that recommendation. We'll put the house into the trust. After five years, it doesn't count for the nursing home. Um, and your house is worth a quarter million dollars or $350,000 or whatever your house is worth. And because we just put it into the trust, after five years, the house is safe from the nursing home. And then, of course, Fred and Wilma would say, well, what do I have to give up? And the answer is you have to give up access to the equity of the house. You cannot receive a distribution from this trust. You are not beneficiaries of this trust. You can no longer receive a distribution. And at first, Fred and Wilma were like, well, man, that I don't know about all that. And then I ask a, a, an important question. I would say to Fred and Wilma, would you guys ever consider a reverse mortgage? And Fred says, no, 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 no. I've, I, I'm not really into that. And I'm not saying, listeners, that you should or should not consider a reverse mortgage. I'm just, if somebody has a house in $400,000, it's, it's pretty seldom that I see them doing reverse mortgages. Um, and they said, no, you know, we, we, have, we have a pension, we've got Social Security, we've got some retirement income, we've got $400,000. I don't see us needing to pull equity out of our home to buy groceries. I, I don't know that we'll ever use a reverse mortgage. Great. So what you just told me, Fred, is that you are not planning on accessing your home equity. No, I'm not. Okay, Fred, then what's the harm in putting your house into a trust that says you cannot access home equity? You just told me you weren't going to. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you're not going to live on your home equity, but if you leave it in your name, it's exposed to the nursing home. If we put it in the asset protection trust, you're still not going to access equity, but now we've protected it from the nursing home. Oh, well, can I still sleep there every night? Of course you can still sleep there every night. Oh, okay. Because I don't really need home equity. I need a place to sleep and I need a place for pebbles to bring my grandchildren. Yeah, I know. Let's just put it in the trust and then you don't have to worry about the nursing home. And Fred says, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. And then I say, well, now let's talk about the other money. You got $400,000 of other money. Some of it's in IRAs. That's going to be beneficiary designated because the IRS won't let us do good planning with IRAs. You have to use beneficiary designations. That leaves some of the rest of your money, the money that you want access to. Maybe some of it we put into a revocable trust. And Fred would say, well, why would we put it into a revocable trust? You mean I can have two trusts? Yes, you can have two trusts. You have the irrevocable trust for what we'll call the rainy day fund. That's the money we're protecting. You have the money you want access to. Let's consider a revocable trust for those assets. Because with a revocable trust, you do whatever the heck you want with the money for the rest of your life. But the reason I want it in a revocable trust is because we've already got your house in an asset protection trust, which means when you pass away, not only do we protect it from the nursing home if you get sick, but when you pass away... We have now protected it from the probate court. 
right? And so you, you have the House, and it's not going through probate anymore. You've got the IRAs. They're beneficiary designated. They're not going through probate. So the only thing left is this couple of accounts here that are going to go through probate. And if we've gone this far to set up a really good estate plan for you, we may as well avoid the probate courts by having the money that you want access to in a revocable trust. So in a revocable trust, you do whatever the heck you want with the money for the rest of your life. And life is the same. And, and you ask Fred and Wilma, I ask Fred and Wilma, how does this change your life? And they're like, well, I still have access to my money. Yes. Okay. I can still sleep in my house every night. Yes. Okay. It doesn't change my life at all. Exactly. It doesn't change your life at all. So then if it's that easy to protect a whole bunch of your net worth from long-term care costs, a risk that I have two-thirds chances I'm going to need some form of long-term care. I've got a 20% chance it's more than five years, and nursing homes are $150,000 a year today's dollars. Why would I not want to protect the value of my home and maybe some of the other money from this risk? I don't know. So why did the lawyer I met with two years ago only sell me a simple will? I don't know. But what I know is that I think this is a better estate plan for you. I want to see an irrevocable trust for the rainy day fund. I want to see a revocable trust for the walking around money. We need to also do power of attorney. We also need to do health care planning. I want to help you record some stories for your kids and your grandkids. And <clears throat> the result of planning like that is now Fred and Wilma don't have to worry about the nursing home as much. Fred and Wilma don't have to worry about creditors so much. Fred and Wilma don't have to worry about probate. Fred and Wilma don't have to worry about the kids fighting as much. They don't have to worry about the stress because one of the things that we do with our clients is we teach our clients' children, the future executors and trustee, about their future roles and responsibilities because, look, you can, you can hand me Tomlin's playbook. It doesn't make me a football coach. So why are we pretending that we can hire, we can hand a whole bunch of legal documents to some kid and pretend that that makes them a trustee? No, we, we got to teach them this stuff. And, you know, so, so the way that I structured my law firm, I've been doing this for a while now, and, and one of the reasons that people would not do the type of planning I'm suggesting, because I really feel like deeply that this is the right thing for a lot of families to do. Not every family, not, you know, trying to say every family is the same because you're not. But this, this structure makes sense. So why won't people do it? And the answer is because it can get pretty expensive. Um, and so I looked at why does it got to be so expensive? Um, and I created a system that we run in our law firm where <clears throat> the way that we used to do it, the reason that it was so expensive is because we do some volume in our office, and if we're going to meet with a couple of dozen families a month, well, these education sessions can be an hour and a half, two hours long, and then there's usually a follow-up, which could be an hour and a half and two hours long before the family even makes a decision uh, on whether they want to move forward. And some families would still tell us no, and some families would still do um, less expensive, you know, not as good planning. And, and you know, they, they would have their own choices, and they'd make their own choices. And, um, and what I realized we were doing is we were having the exact same conversation uh, with all of our attorneys a couple of hundred hours a month. This is what a will is. This is what a trust is. Here's what you should do. This is what a will is. This is what a trust is. Here's what you should do, or, or at least here's what you should consider. And when I realized that we were having the exact same conversation so many times, and that's what was keeping our billable hours up, I thought, why don't we just teach the education piece in some classes rather than all these one-on-one -on -one appointments? Why, why don't we teach these concepts to, to eight or ten families at a time rather than eight 
or 10 two-hour appointments to get the same information across. And that's why we offer the Three Secrets Workshop. That's why we structured our program, because I don't want to have to charge you for the education piece to get you to understand some better options, right? Um, And so we've been offering these workshops for a while now. Families seem to learn a lot. You can see the reviews on our, if you Google the law firm, you're going to see some really good reviews on our workshops. If you're interested in doing real planning for your family, not just check the box planning that I've got some set of documents I don't really understand, but if you really want to protect your family, if you really want to protect your money, if you really want to have that retirement where you're not worried as much about what goes bump in the night and who's trying to intercept the past to your kids, if you really want to learn this stuff, come check out one of our workshops. They're free. They're helpful. You do have to RSVP because sometimes they fill up. Um, but if you go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, um, you're going you're gonna to find the upcoming dates where we offer the workshops. <clears throat> you can register for free. Come check out the workshops. See what we're about. Understand your options. Ask whatever questions you want. Um, and then we can explain to you the whole cost structure and, and how the process works from that point. And, um, and I really feel like even if families don't end up working with my law firm, the information that we present in these sessions is, is extremely valuable. And so uh, we would love to meet you at an upcoming Three Secrets workshop. Again, you can find those at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, or give us a call anytime at 724 724- Again, I want to do the disclaimer here at the end of the show that you should not make any decisions based on what you hear on this or any other um, radio show. This is for your education. Um, This is for your information. But I do think you should make the decision to come check out the workshops. And if you have some questions for us, um, bring them to us. So I I look forward to meeting you. I hope you found uh, this episode to be helpful. Um, and I hope uh, to see you at one of the upcoming workshops, secklerlawfirm.com. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Secklerlawfirm.com or call 724-841-1393.